Steez. Zero calorie iced tea. I'm drinking. Chris up all on that Steez. It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's Superhero Slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes. It's Superhero Slate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And this week, we're giving you all the reveals from DC's Fandome. Ooh, finally, some juice juice to That's talk pretty about. much the whole damn show, so <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to beat around the bush. We've got uh, a Wonder Woman cheetah, if okay. we're going to look at that, a longer, more adult Justice League I'm using air quotes. You can't see this. Uh, our first look at the Batman and more. Yeah, I was going to try to like uh, do like a little bit at the beginning of the show and just say like, oh, you know, we don't have much to talk about this week. But, you know, we have this little preamble at the top of the show. So that joke, it wouldn't really work. You, you so uh, we both we have to be on it. the skit, Mike. You can't just yeah. do the skit without telling. Yeah. Me. And it's just like it's not just uh, it's not just like a lot of news. Like we have like a lot of like I would say like premium, like triple A news. Yeah. Um, this is this is a, a little uh, peek into uh, my childhood. Is uh, my mom used to uh, manage like a video rental store? You know, back when VHSs were a thing. And uh, it was like an independent v- uh, uh-huh. video rental store. Like I don't know if anybody has any concept of this, oh. but like even before like blockbusters, like there would be their own independent businesses well, that would rent out VHSs. It, it's funny you mention that because I've been talking to people about that. Like you know like. Because uh, the last blockbuster is now running into like turning into like an Airbnb for like four dollars a night or whatever. Uh-huh. But like everyone's like, I didn't go to a blockbuster until I went to, to college, Mike. Um, and I was like maybe twenty two whenever I finally went into one. Um, uh-huh. Because all we had was it was called Danny's Video, and it was a guy named Danny who owned the video store and everything in it. And yeah, that's what and he it, did. And, like, the cool thing about it was I always liked it because the, a lot of the times they would be paired up with other businesses. Like, my mom's video store was connected to, like, a pharmacy. And, th- and, and this was even before, like, CVS and Walgreens, like, took out all pharmacies. It was just, like, some dude, like, owned the pharmacy and owned, like, all of, like, the snacks yeah. and all the conveniences on the inside. And then there was, like, a video rental part. It was, yeah. it was like, the Wild West well, back in the day, Chris. <laughs> exactly. Well, that's what I was thinking. Mine was – we had a um, – we had a well, – it was called a JC and then another store called Bueller's. Mm-hmm. Uh, and these were the, the two local grocery stores. We didn't have a Walmart at that time. And you would go in. I remember you go in and go to the left. And there was a whole – the video section was, like, marked off. Like, you, you would go get your groceries – rent movies and then bring them back yeah when you I came was back al- for more groceries i was always jealous of the people that had the video stores that were connected to pizza places uh, yeah because they would have like deals where like oh if you get like a size pizza get three toppings and you get like a free video rental i mean that was like next level mm-hmm. like syn- well, talk about synergy that was synergy but this is my long-winded way to say of that was the first time i ever heard about kind of like how titles were labeled because when shelf space would be empty my mom would be in charge of like picking what video what videos they get to replace those spots and uh you know the a nerd in you would just be like oh you got to get this movie because this director and this writer teamed up and did really really well but like no my mom gets like this list sent to her of the movies like ranked like triple a double a stuff like that and you know a smart business person would usually just get the stuff that was ranked really high because that's what's gonna be rented so uh, this idea of like um 
like news and video games and movies being uh, being ranked with uh, letters, uh, it goes way back to my childhood. Mm-hmm. And as I scroll through the news here, there's a lot of AAA news that we're going to oh. be talking about. For uh, sure. I mean, I think literally this is uh, short of a, a regular comic. This is on par with the Comic-Con episode, Mike. I, I mm-hmm. would think this is one of our uh, premiere episodes with the content we're going to be covering. And, and I'm absolutely in love with it. And it's funny... To, to before we, we move on to the next thing here, because I think the next thing is very relevant, uh, talking about VHSs, is I'm actually just purchased a capture card to digitize VHS tapes for my family. Ooh, fun. Um, so I literally have one sitting on my desk right here. $12, runs RCAs in, HDMI out. And I'm going to be capturing some VHS tapes. But I had to try to find a VCR in 2020 is probably one of the hardest things you'll ever do. Uh, <laughs> just to let you know. Uh, so we had to go to like a couple like was it those they're called resale stores or restores or um, they're kind of like Goodwill but you know I think a little bit more up, upscale or upstanding uh-huh. than a Goodwill. Um, but like I I was able to find two and they're testing the other one with the technology person before they let me buy it for like $3. But I'm like I need a VCR so bad for this. Um, but that's fine because the only thing you're going to find, I actually own two VHSs. Have I ever told you the two VHS types I currently own? Uh, I mean, I can tell you the only VHS that we own right now is uh, How to Draw Marvel Comics the Marvel way. I guess mm-hmm. they made a VHS version of it and I bought it at Goodwill and I have, I've never watched it cause I don't have a VHS, but what are your two? Mine is a uh, little Nemo adventures in slumberland. VHS. <laughs> okay. uh, that's, that's from my childhood. Like that, that wasn't a, a pick. Like it just kind of went along with me and uh, Muppet treasure Island, the VHS version. So, Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I, I might have, I have to look, I, there's no way to put these on shelves anywhere. You don't display old VHS ones, but I'm also might have the Muppet Christmas Carol, which did not include one of the songs they put on the DVD version later. So For shame. They, they they Lucas'd it, man. They 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 put in new stuff to enhance the viewing experience. Well, you know what? Speaking of all this retro stuff, yes. I feel like this is a perfect segue uh, for a shout-out that I wanted to give this week because last week uh, we made sure to shout-out some of the listeners that had uh, wrote to us and let us uh, let us know that they were mm-hmm. fans and they were working on some of their own projects, and I knew I was forgetting about somebody. There was somebody in our inbox, and I was frantically trying to search, use the Gmail search before we recorded the show last week, and I just couldn't uh, unearth it, but then I realized that you know sometimes when I come across stuff, uh, in the email, or I'm trying to remind myself of something, I'll take a screenshot on my phone because I'll know eventually I'll go back and I'll look at the photos on my phone, and that's how I found it. And um, uh, there's a duo out there that go by Darren and Matt that have put yes. together this 80s, seems extremely nostalgic podcast called 80s Adventure, and I got it linked here in the show notes, and they weren't even looking for a plug. They just wanted us to check it out. Well, so this is this is kind of my uh, promise to them that I will indeed check it out because it looks like you can get it on Apple Podcasts, yeah. Spotify, wherever else. Um, yeah. you, you, uh, so it's like I'm, I'm going into the, the plug at the end of right. the show here. Well, <laughs> well, and you, should, cause you told me about this stuff I mean, a while back. Like, it wasn't like mm-hmm. something like Mike forgot. On, like, we talked about it. We were like, yeah, we're going we're gonna to give them a thing. And, you know, it looks like they're re- reviewing movies from the 80s, which is funny because next weekend is the third Bill and Ted movie. Um, mm-hmm. Face the music, and I actually have uh, secured copies of Excellent Adventure and Bogus Adventure or Bogus Journey um, to watch this week in preparation for that. Um, and their most recent one, which dropped today, August twenty third, is Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. So I look forward to watching it and diving into their take on it as well. And they're already, like Mike said, they've got an advantage over us. 
They're yes, they got they have an advantage over us. They have two very unique accents, especially since they're talking about uh, kind of uh, American nostalgia over here. So you guys are gonna have no problem getting American listeners because when you have a different accent, accent, we're already giving you guys uh, more credit than it is due just because we think you're smarter because uh, you have a uh, you have a more intelligent accent. So you got that going for you. But yeah, uh, I'm totally on, on on the '80s train uh, mm-hmm. uh, right Woo-hoo! now, which I'll, ta- which I'll <laughs> talk about here in a minute in the corn stream. But yeah, I'm gonna give yeah. uh, we're gonna give your your podcast a listen and you know you guys are super nice you said you weren't even looking for a shout out but guess what we're giving it to you anyway because you're fans of the show boom roasted we're giving out free shout outs left and right (laughs) just Uh, like chris is giving out gum codes (laughs) yeah exactly uh for 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 the avengers game well it's it's funny i mean you have your your things here in order mike um but i think you know i might move one of yours to the end if we can because sure there's two things here because you're mentioning the phrase train right and I don't know if, if you're familiar with this, but we play uh, Call of Duty, and there's a train in there now. Um, and that train I like how ma- you're, you're weaving these segues together. Yeah. I died on that train uh, just the other day when I was playing solo, so I got a grudge against the train right now. Yeah, well, and, and, well, the, the, the funny fact is I'm playing my wife's like, is that train outside? I'm like, we don't live anywhere near a railroad track anymore. But, but, but you used to. But so we did. Me. Both of the apartments we had before we bought the house were next to the train. Those were staples in our, in our podcast before we... Well, 2017 before we moved. So sometimes the train, the train is a savior because I was um, no, I was I think I was playing uh, maybe I was playing quads. I was playing them. I was playing the the mini battle royale to where it's up to four people. Yeah. So I was just running around like an idiot by myself, and I see like these four guys like running on the top of a building. So of course I think it's a good idea to shoot my pila over there, thinking mm-hmm. I could possibly kill all of them with one shot, even though I'm like so far away. <laughs> and then as soon as I I whiff the shot, they turn around and they all start shooting at me. So I start running. And then I hear the glorious sound of the train honking. I'm like, oh, my God, there's my escape. And like a movie, like there's like this one area where I can jump off. I make it on the train and then like, oh, man, I'm safe. But then I hear I hear the sound, Chris. I hear the sound effect of somebody uh, dropping from their parachute. And uh-huh. I was like, oh, God, no, that's got to be right above me. I turn around. Some dude like lights me up with his like LMG. I'm like, oh, God, yeah. no. So, uh, yeah, oh. it's uh, it's rough out there on trains. Well, we had a win this week in Call of Duty as well. I forgot. Yeah, we did. We, we Chris, did. Uh, Chris taking out a, a, a trio all by himself as yeah. I'm dead in the gas. Well, <laughs> that was like the third time you died at that point, right? Because mm-hmm. you, 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 were, you were out and then you dropped in. I said, don't drop on that chopper, Mike. And you're like, no, I'm dropping on the chopper. Yeah, and I then just mis, I just miscalculated the parachute. That was on me. Yeah, and then, then we brought you back in again and you died again. It was a fun time. We had a good time with those <laughs> games, but that's not what we're here for. Mike, tell speaking me of, about speaking of trains. the Infinity Train. That's what I was going for. What is yeah. the Infinity Train? Is this so, a Marvel uh, movie? Was it about Thanos? <laughs> So Infinity Train is a is a Cartoon Network show which I believe has gone exclusive to HBO Max for season 3. Who knows if it's also being cross uh, promoted on Cartoon Network. I'm not really sure, but finally got around to watching season one and this is like a unique kind of situation where it's a cartoon anthology where each season mm-hmm. kind of uses a similar premise and I, I suppose a similar kind of environment but brings in new characters which you don't see that often in animation because usually animation is, is expensive you want to reuse character models you want to reuse animations so it's usually not good to swap out your main character after just 10 episodes but uh, that being said each episode is only about 11 minutes long I think each season is only 10 episodes, so you could sit down in less than an hour, binge a whole season. 
But I finally watched the first episode, the first season, and I have to say it was actually really cool. It kind of fits in this kind of uh, this weird murky ground that sometimes is called Teen Swim. Like, not quite old enough to be Adult Swim, but I would say a little too advanced for a younger crowd that might not appreciate some of the more mature themes, uh, where this first season kind of deals with a child and their parents being divorced, and kind of the analogy of uh, how you go through that being on, like, uh, an infinity train that you're trying to escape. Mm-hmm. But I'll, I'm going to go ahead and recommend the first season for sure. I'm going to go ahead and check out the other two seasons. I think, I don't know if all of season three is up there on HBO Max, but if you have HBO Max and you're looking for kind of a slightly more mature cartoon show that you could definitely sit down and watch with your kids, uh, check out Infinity Train. There's some legit funny jokes, some references to some older nostalgic stuff like each train car on this train is themed and they they go into some really fun themed trains and they poke some fun fun jokes at that so i'll i'll recommend that have you watched the most recent season of rick and morty yet uh no not yet because it's not on hbo max fool there is i I don't i don't know why i'm being so aggressive to you (laughs) yeah i don't know either damn uh one of the episodes is about um uh, it's called the like the plot train or something like that and it's like Uh different plots of different things so that seems very similar to this. Uh, yeah, and also a couple years ago, there was an episode of Adventure Time where Finn and Jake get stuck on a train where each train car is themed differently. So I think that's just an idea that uh, I guess a lot of people come up with. Like, oh, a train car. What if there was a lot of them and each train car was themed? I mean, even, um, what is it, Bong Joon-ho's um, Snowpiercer? Yes, yeah, Snowpiercer. Is that Bong Joon-ho? Um, uh, I want to say it was when it was the movie. I don't yeah, know if it's I, about... I don't, I don't just want to conflate all uh, Korean directors, uh, but yeah, even that movie, like the train cars are themed. It's just fun when you can theme different cars. But anyway, that's Infinity Train on HBO Max. But if you want to keep real nostalgia, especially with uh, Darren and Matt's 80 Adventures podcast, yeah. I finally watched The Thing. The Thing. The original thing, not the, not not the, the remake. Not the, well, not the original original. Oh, right, right. apparently the, called, what, I think it's called The Thing from Outer Space. I think you, that might be the yeah, full it, title. And you watched the, the John Carpenter version. Yeah, John okay. Carpenter's The Thing. Finally got around to watching it. And yeah. this was kind of part of a, um, uh, like a, a, a I pick wife pick. So uh, on Friday, uh, I had uh, my wife pick whatever movie she wanted to watch. And even more incorporate with the theme, she picked 1985's Clue which is an amazing movie. Highly recommend. Mm. Uh, Very hilarious. Uh, So we watched that, and then the next night we watched The Thing, and uh, I have to say, I was very much looking forward to this because I've, I've had this on my list forever, and I was super excited to see all of the practical special effects because that's honestly what people really talk about with this movie is the really awesome, just practical, gross, gooey stuff that they put on film. And I had kind of low expectations for the prop designs and stuff just because, you know, this was back in the 80s. You know, how much could they really do? Uh, Man, they actually went all out. The stuff that they were able to pull off just with real things in front of the camera is totally worth uh, the price uh, of admission, which for me was nothing because if you go on Amazon and start a seven-day free trial of stars, you can just stream it for free. I mean, I'm going to be canceling the trial, Chris, in uh, seven days. Uh, But I got to watch it. But you tried it out. <laughs> but but unfortunately, I don't know if uh, if anybody else feels this way. Movies from the early '80s have this kind of very slow, methodic pace. Whether you're looking at a horror movie or even a comedy movie uh, like Clue, like there's really not a lot of background music. There's a lot of silence. There's a lot of just kind of um, watching, just kind of acting play out on screen, almost like you're in like a theater. So that's kind of weird. You almost kind of need to like get yourself out of like the current 
uh, generation of films, even back to the 90s, where not everything was scored. So I don't know if maybe I needed to not be laying down on the couch after a heavy meal because I got a little sleepy during the film. But once those big kind of gross out practical stuff popped on the popped up on screen mm-hmm. i jumped to my feet again and, and it woke me back up uh kurt russell's in it i think this is um maybe one yeah. of kurt russell's earlier kind of uh, um, now he was he, so walt disney's last words was kurt russell so he he was a disney showboy for a while <laughs> wait what <laughs> yeah yeah, really, yeah look this. This, walt disney right like the last words before he died was kurt russell um which oh, is oh wow but like also kurt russell was in a bunch of disney movies like the live action ones like not the popular ones but you know like when they were kind of churning them out so okay you can go look that up i I, I mean i know it's too soon but you know wilford brimley who recently passed was in it oh yeah that was that was wild seeing him because i i I mean i don't think a lot of people are brimley files that go out there watching his whole catalog (laughs) (laughs) cocoon cocoon too but but it, it took it took me a minute to go like oh that is wilford brimley and then i had to i connected these neural pathways in my head of just like oh yeah he is in this movie i knew that ahead of time but he looks even though he looks like an old dude in the movie he looks so much younger than what i'm used to seeing him with those that what's that what's that what is it like a tabby cat or what's the flat face cat that has the really long like mustache yeah that's that's the brimley that i am more aware with anyway the the diabetes brimley (laughs) yeah but anyway the uh the practical effects are just so on par so even if like you you don't totally jive with like early 80s stuff uh uh you'll really enjoy the practical effects this after watching this film i wanted to watch like behind the scenes stuff i wanted to consume the making of uh very much uh, so yeah, the 1982's the thing. Uh, I would recommend it. Uh, but rolling into, I think overall, the best thing that's happened in the last week, maybe the best thing that's happened, maybe all summer, and that's including mm. the Umbrella Academy. So this is high praise. Just after one episode, is everyone's gotta watch Lovecraft Country on HBO. Uh, episode one just premiered last week. Episode two will be dropping tonight, uh, August 23rd, uh, whenever you might be listening to yeah. this. But Lovecraft, Lovecraft Country is just, it's a ride. Uh, it's a, we got like a fresh take on subject matter. I don't want to give too much away, but I mean, the, the kind of the idea is right there in the title. Uh, we're pulling a lot of inspiration from HP uh, Lovecraft. Uh, this is set in, uh, I don't know the exact time period. It may have popped up on screen, but it's briefly after World War One because one of our main characters is a soldier who is kind of freshly home from the war. I don't know exactly how long. Mm-hmm. And then to connect it to our show here, the female lead was the actress that played Black Canary in Birds of Prey, because the wife and I Journey were watching Smollett it. Bell, I believe. Uh, me, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I'm sure you know better than I do. But we were watching it, and we we're like, "Who is this chick? Why does she look so familiar?" So we looked it up, and it's like, "Oh, okay. Now I can talk about it on the show even more because uh, we can connect it to something yeah. superhero well, related." But I, man, it, it's a wild ride. It's great. You got to stick with it till the end. Uh, it, it just makes you want to watch it. Ep- roll right well, to episode two. So I'm really excited that now we have something that we can watch week by week in the in this household. Well, Lovecraft Country, I think one of the producers is uh, Jordan Peele as well. Um, yes. Uh, and, I think J.J. Abrams is also attached in it, executive producer role. If I had a nickel for every ad, time I've heard an ad for this this week, <laughs> uh, I would have a lot of money. But it is one of the few shows HBO is putting out new. So I've heard a lot of good things, and uh, I'm, I plan on watching it. I just 
haven't got around to it yet. Yeah. Um, I mean, could... I'm 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 worried. I don't want to oversell it just because there's nine more episodes to go. But just based on how well they handled the the material and the writing and how they developed the characters so far, it's just great. And the first episode seems to be a little bit of an XL episode. It's like a, it's like an hour ten minutes. So I feel like they had so much to get off in one episode. They had to add an extra ten to it. Mm-hmm. So. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, the wife and I are super excited to check out episode two tonight. So please start watching Lovecraft Country because I feel like by the time episode 10 comes out in nine weeks, uh, everyone's going to be in love with this show. So, uh, man, we are just uh, we are just being spoiled right now with good TV because The Boys season three will be dropping here soon. Yeah, uh, two weeks. September uh, 4th is a busy so, sorry, season two, not season three. Yeah, season two. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Um, but like, it's it, they they already renewed for season three. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah. I mean, September fourth sounds sounds pretty good. But the next thing you want to talk about. So this is something you you've I've seen a lot of. Uh, I know it's free on PlayStation Four, but I've not had an opportunity to. I haven't downloaded. I haven't played it yet. So tell me about Fall Guys. Yeah, I had to inquire with the group chat about this game because it came out of nowhere. I think it released maybe two weeks ago, and now it's like the number one thing everyone's talking about, which is just crazy to show you the the marketing potential of a free game. People will jump on it right away. And I was like, "Uh, guys, what the hell is Fall Guys? And apparently Fall Guys, if you're not familiar with Takeshi's Castle... It's the show that MXC, which was on Spike TV back in the day, makes fun of, where you're in a lobby with uh, 60 other players, and uh, you're trying to make it to the end of basically an obstacle course, and the top, like, you know, 75, 50, 60%, depending on whatever level you're playing, makes on to the next game, and I think it's after four rounds, maybe possibly five rounds, the winner is crowned. And it operates like any other free-to-play game. There's like seasons. There's there's ranks and tiers and like costumes and stuff that you unlock. But man, this game is like crazy because they specifically engineered these little lumpy minion characters to be very uh, uh, I don't uh, very um, what word am I looking for? Uh, they're not very elegant in the way they move. They're very yeah. stumbly. They're very awkward. They have very awkward movements. They don't jump very far, so it's really hard to do obstacle courses. But everybody else is in the same boat. But uh, it's it's difficult. I mean, um, I got my wife to play it as well, which is fun because we trade off the controllers whenever one of us loses. The farthest I've gotten is I've made it all the way to the end, to the fourth or fifth round, whatever that is, g- g- vying for the crown. And I, I, I think I was, like, the first one eliminated in, in that round. So it's fun, though, because each level's a little different. Some of them are, like, legit obstacle courses that you might see at, like, the fair. You know, if you've ever been to one of those blow-up obstacle courses where you have to run through, like, mm-hmm. the punching bags, you have to go up a ramp and make it and beat your coworker at the other at the other end. They have kind of digital versions of that. There's somewhere you just have to outlast other characters, so you'll be on, like, this rotating drum, and then the little obstacles will pop up, and you just have to stay on the drum longer than the worst, like, 15 people, and you move on to the next round. And then they also incorporate games where they put you on teams and you just have to be not the worst team. And there'll be games like, oh, steal the eggs and make sure you have the most eggs in your corner or steal the other person's tail and make sure you're wearing a tail to make to make it through to the next round. Uh, so it's, it's really fun, very, uh, very easy to get into, but man, it's difficult. Uh, I've yet to win. I mean, hell, I've yet to win a battle royale on, uh, um, on Call of Duty on my own. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, but I mean, it's free. There's, there's no well, investment it's, it's, in it. It's and... free with PlayStation plus. I don't think it's oh, a free okay. game yeah, yeah, yeah. right out. Yeah. 
So, but, uh, it's, that, but that that's fall, guys. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's taken over everywhere. Um, they, I mean, we talked about this a little bit. You know, it's it's a prime for uh, marketing crossover potential. Uh, oh yeah, there's Portal. um. Yeah, there's a I forgot. Is it Peabody? Is that his name? There's yeah, there's some sort of Portal Two character. I forgot their yeah. name. The, well, the short, the shorter, available. stouter turret is one uh-huh. of them. So, yeah, so um, that that's in there, and um, yeah, it's, it's it sounds like a, a big big party game for for people mm-hmm. to get into. Uh, speaking of, before I forget, um, the we're gonna talk about a uh, Fortnite next season starts on Friday or Saturday. And it is uh, Galactus and Thor are coming to Fortnite. Um, they're Galactus. Going, they're going full. <laughs> they're going full Marvel crossover. Like Galactus is coming to eat the Fortnite universe, and Thor is coming to, to warn people. So I'm expecting a full Marvel season next. I was gonna season. say, like, are they shrinking Galactus? <laughs> well, I don't. You, I don't. I mean, they. Yeah, they, they shrink him to human size all the time too. But <laughs> but I, I thought that was pretty cool. But I played the Avengers beta the third and last open weekend for the game. Uh, and I got to play a lot more on PlayStation Xbox this weekend with people. Um, played with listeners to show Adam uh, Nemec and, and Super Fan Jim, um, different characters, different stuff like that. And uh, I had a really good time. I maxed out my Black Widow character. She's level 15, power level 45. Um, and I found out you can, uh, there's, um, I forget, there's a thing called DNA chess, Mike, you can get. Like you go beat a level and you get a DNA key to open up a DNA chest and get this wicked gear. So I'm very, very excited for this to come out in like two weeks. So. Um, if anyone, I mean, it's, if you're listening to this on Monday or after, it's too late to play. But I mean, um, I'm I'm very thrilled for this game, Mike, and I'm I'm, I'm hoping you pick it up. I one of the listeners of the show, Jason, he said he's going to get it now. So um, I'm hoping to see more people on uh, when this comes out in a couple weeks. Um, yeah, we. Uh, this is this is not the last time we're going to be hyping video games uh, during this specific no. episode of the podcast either. No. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much the the start of it. So let's jump into the news. We'll start with some small stuff here. Uh, Spider-Woman is reportedly in the works. Movie uh, from Sony Pictures with Olivia Wilde directing. <laughs> I like how you say small stuff. This was like big news before like the fandom happened. Yeah. And this, this in my opinion, is great news because all you need to do is, I think, head over to Hulu right now and watch Booksmart, which mm-hmm. is uh, Olivia Wilde's most recent film that she directed. And Booksmart is great. I mean, it's not really in the same realm, I would say, of a superhero movie. But you can see that she totally knows how to direct. There's some really unique shots in that film. And also, it's just hilarious. It's just great. Like, if you need, like, a, a more of a modern telling of, like, uh, Judd Apatow's, like, super bad, or if you need, like, if you just want to see, like, teenagers on the cusp of uh, going to college right after high school, it's a great addition to that kind of, like, franchise. And she did a great job directing it. So the fact that she's being pulled in to direct a movie uh, that's superhero-related makes me yeah. really excited. Of course, uh, I think, like, both of us were both a little um, uh, trepid when it comes to uh, Sony Pictures Spider-Man movie, just because you know Marvel Studios, uh, the MCU is, I don't believe, going to be associated with this, much like Venom uh, was yeah. and Morbius to come, and you know possibly a Craven movie. Yeah. So, but if Olivia Wilde's at the helm, I'm hoping that she'll really know how to knock well, it out of the park. Yeah, and 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 maybe maybe it is a Marvel movie, and it's Sony's just doing the, I guess, like kind of like what they do with Spider-Man, right? Like. Sony's like, yeah, we have to announce that we have to do all this stuff, but maybe there's a Marvel movie at the back of it. We just don't know yet. They could easily turn it over. But yeah, she's actually doing a Marvel Spider-Woman movie. Because why would you not put Spider-Woman in the Marvel Universe? I think she's a valid character compared to some of the other ones they're doing, right? Like, I'd watch a Spider-Woman movie from Olivia Wilde before I'd watch a Morbius movie with Jared Leto. And they've already filmed that one. 
So yeah, it, it makes me, it makes me wonder. Are you know are they going to kind of go the uh, the espionage route uh, with Spider Woman? Like you know, is it? Yeah. It seems like it's probably going to be Jessica Drew. I mean, she's the she's the most iconic incarnation of a Spider Woman. Um, yeah, I think, I'm curious. I think she's the only version, maybe. I mean, I only say that just because I feel like every character in every comic book has always been at least one other person at some point in time to hey. like sell that run of an issue. Uh, so I just say that to cover my ass, really. Yeah. Um, but it, it, you know, it makes me wonder uh, how the the broader public is gonna uh, accept a Spider Woman. Not because it's it's a woman; it's because she's not really a Spider Man powered yeah. character. Like, how are they gonna feel when they go to a movie and she's dressed head to toe like a superhero and she's not shooting webs? I'm gonna be okay with it because I'm primed. I already know how the character works. But like, are people gonna be like, "What the hell? She doesn't even swing around on webs." It's just like I know she's just she's named Spider Woman, but it doesn't really work that way. So well, that'll probably be the first thing. In the trailer you know <laughs> yeah. that, right that'll be the first this, thing they do yeah this would be the thing that would worry me more if a spider woman movie was being developed like in the early 90s the director well, would just be like no 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 make her shoot webs that's the only way people are going to yeah. come see the movie you know well i think i think it's the same situation with like ant-man right like they they why they poke in that first one like is it too late to change the name kind uh, of thing. yeah i think i think yeah, we'll they, totally do something like that yeah and i think if if humor was needed olivia wilde uh, can yeah. handle it i mean it, it makes me wonder what's the broader implications uh, for her character moving forward. Is she gonna is she gonna team up is she, with uh, Tom Holland at any point in time? You know, who who knows? Maybe they're gonna maybe they're gonna change it. Maybe Tom Holland's way too busy to ever fight Venom, and maybe Olivia Wilde is gonna be the one uh, going up against Venom. That could be an interesting team up. That doesn't necessarily uh, taint our MCU Spider Man, which we care so much about. So kind of kind of putting them in their own uh, little universe might work. Uh, who knows? Uh, there's a lot of question marks in the air for Sony still. We've yet to see Morbius. You know, that's been pushed. We don't know what the quality of that's going to be yet. Uh, we haven't seen Andy Serkis's Venom, which will yeah. hopefully turn things around. There's still a chance they're in this they're in this moment where they could they could kind of make a turn and make me uh, make me uh, yeah, um, kind of open my arms. They haven't the, really, I guess, done horrible yet. Like, middle of the road at most. The ship so, is not sunk. Yeah. They can still bail themselves out with a bucket of water. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 by God, they're shoveling. They're shoveling. <laughs> that, I mean, and that's just to say critically wise. Yeah. Venom made plenty of money, so that's yeah. not the problem. Yeah, and, and, and people did like it. It's just when you got other stuff out there that's a little better, you know, you know where do you put it? Mm-hmm. Um, New Mutants, uh, tickets are on sale for that, Mike, if you're brave in the movie theaters. Uh, it's supposed to be oh. out this Friday. Um, they're they're pushing this on this this theater release, and if they're pushing this theater release, it only makes me think of one thing: there's going to be an online option coming soon. Yeah, it uh. makes me think. Uh, yeah, like we we've, we've said it like a million times. This technically needs to come out in theaters, but how soon? Uh, Till we see it on VOD. Um, I share I shared a, an article in our group chat uh, over the weekend from the AV Club, where they uh, interviewed two epidemiologists who are very uh, <laughs> who are very. Uh, um, I would say uh, very trustworthy when it comes to uh, viruses, since they literally uh, do it for a living. And they were kind of asked if, uh, what's your opinion? Should movie theaters open? And if they had to be open, you know, what's the best case scenario for people going to that theater? And uh, one of them said, no, theaters absolutely shouldn't be opened. Uh, and one said, if they had to be open, they absolutely shouldn't be selling concessions because no one should be removing their masks because you're locked mm-hmm. in a box. You're literally locked in a room with unproven uh, kind of air circulation. 
and people are going to be taking off their masks, eating stuff. You don't know who was sitting in that chair before you. You don't know 100% sure what the cleaning methods are. And also, the cleaning methods are left up to just part-time employees who, you know, probably don't care as much about your health as they do about their own and just not being wanting to be in that theater longer than they have to. But there's just just there's way too many question marks in my head personally for a movie theater. But at the same time, if you're in a really, really small market, even in normal times, I remember, you know, we both uh, grew up in kind of um, very small towns and there would be times where I would go to a movie on opening weekend, you know, in the middle of a day on a Saturday and I'd be like the only one there. Mm -hmm, and I was like, yeah. this movie just came out yesterday no. and no one's here. So I'm not telling people, I'm not telling people to roll the dice, but I, you know, I guess I'm not going to go and berate somebody that is just like, well, no yeah. one's in this theater. Why can't I go? I, if you can literally confirm that no one else is going to be there, I guess I can't. I can't rail on you too much. You know? Well, I saw um, Avatar: The Last Airbender in the theater by myself. <laughs> it's like 2010. So. Yeah, that movie. That movie's pretty COVID proof. Yeah, uh, yeah, pretty, yeah. I don't think anyone's going on that one. But I was just there. Wait, just, just weigh your options. I mean, don't risk your life for Russell Crowe's Unhinged, uh -huh. which I think he's the what he's the one that's really pushing to be the first to be back to theaters. So yeah. I don't know if that movie's going to be any good. And, and I think Tenants next month as well. Uh, mm -hmm. So yeah, there's some other movies, but New Mutants tickets are on sale. Hopefully. We'll hear about an online option, but they probably can't market it until it's in theaters. Like one yeah. weekend, I'm like, well, it didn't work. All right, here's your online. Yeah, because who's gonna go to try to see the movie if they know they can just see it online like mm. a week or two later? That's us. But that brings me to the next thing here, uh, talking about uh, streaming options. Disney Plus is rumored to be working on a more adult section of their app. <laughs> uh, and I say adult like this is like R-rated movies are PG harder PG 13s. Yeah. I was just kind of imagining the triple X neon sign. Like mm -hmm. that's, you know how they have those nice little animated logos for all their sections. Like, oh, yeah. yeah, this is daddy's section. Yeah. Triple X. <laughs> uh, but apparently for this, it will require pin code access. Okay. Um, and that's where they're putting a lot of the Fox and MGM content going forward and tons mm -hmm. of 4k stuff. So uh, that, that makes me wonder, is there kind of strategy for Hulu changing because that was kind of the narrative that everyone kind of assumed when Disney Plus was coming out that all of this kind of edgier stuff you know air quotes uh -huh. would be heading over to Hulu I definitely don't want Hulu to die because I think Hulu is one of our most well, used streaming services right now in our household and they have they have uh, uh, kind of uh, percentage control over that streaming service well, right now well here, here's the thing I don't go to Hulu to watch a movie right um, I that that's that's my personal choice. That's, I just mm -hmm. don't go to Hulu to watch movies. I go there to watch TV shows or serialized items. Um, so if I had Hulu for TV and Disney Plus for my movies, I think that to me that would simplify my streaming options. And I think that might be where they're going. Um, just like hey, we have one home for for movies and then one home for kind of like all your TV stuff. Um, that's so, not Disney. So MGM content. Uh, makes me think are they going to be putting the james bond catalog up there uh because i know that the rights for all of those movies are all over the place i don't even know who has them right now or it could be one of those deals where like you know disney could own it but somebody else has the streaming rights until like you know 2030 or something like that but uh last i checked mgm had a lot of bond stuff under there yeah they're, uh, right they're still making movies i'm pretty sure bill and ted Face of Music is under MGM, even, mm -hmm. um, this this week. I'm just kind of looking at their their list of movies here, um, some of their more... Re what's, their, what's their recent stuff here? Oh, the Candyman movie. Um, 
Oh, that that's bizarre for me to think that Candyman would be on Disney Plus, even behind yeah. a pin code. It just seems so off brand, you know. Right. Like James Bond, I can see kind of being on brand, uh, just because it, you know it's an action adventure movie. But you know James Bond, you know F's, you know yeah. he he gets with the ladies that maybe would require a pin code. Yeah. So I'm just kind of looking through here. I mean, Creed Two was on there. Um, it was a Star Is Born. Like those wouldn't be something you you put you know in Disney Plus proper. So I don't know. I mean, there's there's an option here. I think, like I said, you know, again, do you how many how many streaming apps do you want to have, Mike? And would moving some things, not everything, because again, I agree, Hulu does does need its own home because it's from different people. But would you want to have less? app options i guess if you want to watch something i mean for me not right now because i'm still open uh, for more like i'm still waiting to get peacock once it once it lands on a uh, roku because i gotta watch the mcgruber series that's going to be mm-hmm. coming out soon uh the the next season of ap bio which was canceled on nbc but luckily it found a home uh, on peacock because uh that that show is really funny so there's stuff on peacock that i want to watch but they just they don't put it on the streaming stick that i have so i'm just waiting for that to happen yeah so there's that all right, Mike. Let's 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 cut it out. Let's jump into the deal here. We got DC's Fandom. That's what DC people are here Fandom. for. And that's I feel like right. <laughs> I feel like we need to hire one of those like um, uh, demolition derby announcers or the monster truck. It's the DC Fandom. Yeah. Well, that's probably what they had there that nobody watched live. <laughs> we just got the recaps. Yeah. Um, but the rest of the episode is dedicated to DC's Fandom, and this is where I want to say they moved literally half or most of the panels to September twelfth. Most of them, the big ones remain this weekend, the movie mm-hmm. and the superheroes, but Watchverse, Uverse, Insiderverse, Funverse, and DC Kids Fandom are now next month on September 12th. I wasn't going to watch any of those anyway, so... <laughs> yeah, we were kind of throwing around some ideas of maybe why it get, got moved. Uh, I think your technical one was yeah. pretty smart, that maybe they just didn't have the bandwidth for the servers that they rented out. Um, I think that maybe they just had low RSVPs for those things and they, you know, and they just didn't want, you know, people to sign on and see that like, oh, only like 20 people are watching this. This is very sad. So maybe if they put it on a different weekend, they can uh, promote it differently. It could be a combination of things. Who knows? But uh, well, we got the goods. We got what we wanted. This here's <laughs> literally everything we're going to talk about is everything I would have come for anyway. So even if uh-huh. those other ones would have got on, I wouldn't have cared. So maybe yeah. separating them makes it a little more. It gets newsworthy. You get two weeks yeah, of news rather than yeah, one week of news. Yeah, you get two headlines instead of just one weekend. Yeah. So we're going to go in order of how things were revealed, not mm-hmm. in order of anything else, not priority, but like this is how they started. And they started with the most recent upcoming movie, Wonder Woman 84. With it, it's called They call it the official main trailer re- revealed and released. Um, and this um, gives more of a story uh, of to what, what the movie's going to be. Um, the character Pedro Pascal, I believe, um, who's he playing? I can't, I had a name written down earlier. Someone's yelling at me. Um, <laughs> but we've not watched the movie yet, so I don't know his name and didn't say it in the trailer. Uh, is granting wishes to people around the world, it looks like. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't quite tell. He seems to be in maybe some sort of government office. It I don't want to go White ahead. House, didn't it? Yeah, I don't know if it was the Oval Office, but he seemed to be on camera in front of a bunch of people, so I don't know if he kind of manipulated his way that, that yeah. way, or maybe he's already a wealthy and, guy, so he has access to that, whether he could grant wishes or not. I'm not sure. And, and it looked like Wonder Woman might have been in the White House later in one of the, the fight scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's kind of like a like a decadent hallway, if yeah. you will. And um, and then she's fighting um, 
Barbara, I can't think of her last name. Um, I should have looked this up, but this is not the, like the biggest news here. And we got our, our full look at Cheetah, the full form of Cheetah in this. The uh, Kristen Wiig is yeah an actual the, Cheetah person. I was I was surprised to see that. It almost makes me think: um, Were we ever going to see Cheetah in a trailer, or was this kind of something that they were holding back, and we were going to get this trailer eventually, but you know maybe a week or two before the movie came out? Mm-hmm. So I don't know if they just like, oh, we don't have anything left that we can show them we'd rather them see the movie but it was cool to see cheetah um unfortunately i i think we got a little too much of her i feel like i can kind of see the moments where she's going to be in the film we got to see that she does fight cheetah when she's in that mm-hmm. full golden armor which to me seems like a third act fight so i kind of wish they maybe would have held that yeah. back but who knows? Maybe they could be pulling an MCU and that literally never happens, or maybe it's not in that act and I'm just kind of telegraphing things out that don't exist. But I think she looked pretty cool. You know, it, it seems like she I don't know if she has the ability to transform kind of like the Hulk does, or maybe she slowly it, deforms it, herself into this animal creature throughout the film. From from the story points, it looks like she's gradually getting the powers. Um a la, more like the Incredible Hulk. It was more like Abomination in the Incredible Hulk movie. Mm-hmm. Um, is what I'm getting vibes because she's like, oh, I think she throws someone up against a car really hard, and she looks like surprised at herself. Um, I just want to say, I'm highly disappointed. There was a huge opportunity to use Metallica's "Ride the Lightning" <laughs> in this trailer uh, because yeah. she whipped back and forth through lightning in this, and like she was quote unquote riding the lightning, and I'm like. Why did we not get this song in this? Um, <laughs> I get maybe the, maybe the audience is wrong, but I, I I think some of this looks really cool. But at the same time, um, well, you know, I, I want just a little bit more. I'm gonna watch it. It started with a, a flashback. It looked like to um, the mascara, mm-hmm. and, and that's really. It, is she going to go back there? Is that the only scene we get in Thamus Gear? Like, what's going on with this? My uh, my big my big question is the Steve Trevor question. Not necessarily, oh, how you know how he's back, how he's back to life or whatever. But he seems to be very very uh, shocked to see. Um, to see, um, Diana. to see Diana there. I wanted to say Wonder Woman, but he wouldn't call her Wonder Woman. <laughs> he seems very shocked to see to see Diana is still around, but he doesn't seem to be very shocked that he's around, that he's alive, that he's come back. So said, I don't know if he, he he's, say, I don't know if he's never died or <laughs> did he say? Well, did he not say? It's been forever since I've seen you, or it's been a long time since I've seen. So yeah, like, maybe he's like you. He's like you haven't aged at all, or like yeah. you're still the same. So I don't know exactly what's going on there. Like maybe he has been it, thrust into the '80s like a while ago, but he also seems very unaware of the '80s stuff around him because you know he's dressing. Yeah. Him, he's like, wait, everybody parachutes now. That was a funny line, you know, because mm-hmm. he would be curious why people are wearing parachute uh, pants. <laughs> uh, well, he's the man out of water this time, where she was like the the woman out of water yeah. in the first movie. Yeah, he's like the man out of water, but he doesn't seem too concerned about it. Yeah. So. I'm, yeah. I'm really He's curious like, oh, what's I going on I can fly and they won't find me. She's like, oh, yeah, uh, radar. Yeah. Uh, so so I, 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 all that being said, I'm still very hyped for this movie. Yeah, I, I don't think – I don't think there's not, definitely no knocks here. I think it's, it's going to be fun. I did enjoy in the Cheetah fight scene to see – one. Like, they didn't cut the scene when they ran at each other. They literally showed Dana grab the, the, this cat woman by his scruff. And throw her to the ground. I'm like, yeah, not right, quite I'm a suplex. I don't know what the wrestling move is, but it was pretty visceral. I liked that. Yeah, I was like, okay, they're not going to be afraid to like throw these people around. And then she also mm-hmm. kind of got her uh, like tossed around in the look uh, like the White House. I uh, like the mm-hmm. like the cheetah could go through the she'd like jump through her like bracelet thing. So 
I'm I'm excited to see where this goes and then the story and you know how is 1984 in the DC in the universe look. So check out that trailer in the show notes for sure. I think everything has a video. Uh, yeah, everything, almost everything has video, so we'll get to that. Mm-hmm. Next up is Gotham Knights, Mike, the first of two video game reveals this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, this was the unknown video game. Um, it's a trailer. It's the upcoming video game uh, from the people who did the Arkham Knight stuff. Uh, one of them, Rocksteady, they, I think they did both of these. Um, and I was reading, I, 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 I'm, I'm hesitant to say this because I was reading the article. This is a sequel to the Arkham Knight game. Mm. Uh, that was the last game by Arkham Knight, which... Uh, appears to have ended, uh, this one starts with the death of Batman Bruce Wayne is no longer in this universe mm-hmm. and it's up to four other bat protégés um, to to protect Gotham including Batgirl Nightwing Red Hood and Robin I mean if I was a betting man I would bet that Bruce Wayne is not dead because he seems like the type of guy that would fake his own death yes. for many many reasons but if he did end up being dead it wouldn't be that big of a deal to mm-hmm. me either way but uh, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe at the very end of the game uh, the original cape and cow Bruce Wayne flies in to help you out she's like well yeah. we all thought you were dead and he was just like oh I'm always a thousand yeah. steps ahead of you yeah, he's like I, that's what I wanted you to think um, or, or, or something like that but I, I think you know here this is an interesting style video because again I've said this it gives me um, again Arkham feel but also it feels like the Spider-Man game we've recently got uh, on PlayStation 4 Mike uh, with the, the fighting system the combo system you know the traversal well they I mean they, some of them swing around some have like access to the Justice League's teleporter looks like Robin does um, Red Hood's using guns I don't know how that's going to work out in the story but you know maybe they're stun guns I don't know but then they release a seven-minute gameplay video of this as well. It yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know the gameplay video was out there, so I'm kind of scrubbing through it right now, which is good because when I watched the cinematic trailer, I was like, "Okay, wow, this actually story seems really cool. This yeah. kind of seems like one of those alternate." maybe DC Universe comics like oh what if Batman did die and all of these kind of crusaders would need to come out and you know protect Gotham but the gameplay didn't really sell me the minimal amount of gameplay that they showed in the trailer yeah. Uh, but the, some of this stuff looks pretty cool. Uh, it looks like you're yeah. you, there's like duos where you team up with people. Yep, I don't you, know if this is multiplayer it, or if the computer's controlling it, the other character. So it is a it has a two player mode. Um, they said in in that video, like you will be able to play online two player. So I think you. I don't know if they're going to lock you into certain characters, um, or if you have the option to play as any of the four you want. Oh, oh. man. Okay, cool. We're getting more of a... Because Mr. Freeze was the coolest looking yeah. villain in that cinematic trailer, and now I'm seeing him here in this uh, gameplay trailer right now. Yep. He He's kind of like a pimped out animated, uh, from the animated, a Bruce Tim one. Yeah. Uh, man, this just looks... This looks really cool. Well, I mean, I usually don't get kind of some of these like uh, um, beat-em-up games that often but I don't know this one looks pretty cool man yeah especially if it's in the Arkham Universe kind of thing I mean, I'd be down with that I, I've played all the other three yeah right so um, there's skill trees for your character there's a leveling system so you level up and get more abilities very much again akin to any open world thing but it, it feels like Spider-Man I think with multiplayer yeah um, the the Batgirl costume is really cool I love the design that yeah. they gave that they gave on this yeah, and, and then also at the end of the trailer, they even teased the Court of Owls being like the main villain uh, for this yeah. whole thing. That that's probably like one of the few recent Batman things that I've read in a while was the Court of Owls mythology, and that's really rad that they're bringing that in. Yeah, very much so, and and it felt like it. And then they even said that this game's going to come out in twenty twenty one. We don't have a lot of 
waiting to do, and it's going to be for current-gen and next-gen consoles as well. Yeah, but of course it is a video game, so don't be surprised if they give you, like, a May release date, and then, like, March comes around, and they have to delay it until yeah. the fall, because that's just how video games work, so. Exactly. <laughs> but it looks like, you know, they've, they've maybe taken some of the assets from the Arkham games and, and put it in here, because you could play as, I think, Batgirl, all these characters at some point in the Arkham games. So, uh, yeah, it, it looks it looks interesting to, to, to have this game uh, kind if, of reveal here. If you're not very familiar with uh, breakdancing moves, uh, it looks like Nightwing has air flares to combat people, nope. which is a very hard, very acrobatic move that an actual human can do, but I would be surprised if anyone could ever fight anybody with it. But I thought that was pretty rad that Nightwing was doing air flares in this video game, so I'm looking forward to maybe a little bit more of that. Yeah, yeah, and, and of course co-op. I mean, there's the two-person takedowns as well, so it looks it looks really fun. Man, we're, yeah. we're really getting spoiled with, like, premium superhero video games from both sides of the comic book aisle. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're not holding back, for sure. But I'm going to tell you, one of the biggest bits of news this week before DC fandom launch was actually related to the Flash movie. Oh my god, yeah. And they were like, (laughs) guess what? Ben Affleck is going to come back as Batman for the Flash movie. Holy crap. I just, as soon as I saw that, I'm like, I'm going to have to apologize on the show. (laughs) I feel like weeks ago I told people that the the actors and characters from Zack Snyder's universe were effectively dead. And I was almost guaranteed Ben Affleck was not going to come back. But I don't know, I guess... uh, I guess his rehab went yeah. well. I guess well, I should say I'm not 100% sure if he went to rehab, but we all know he was going through some shit. So I guess it, things have turned around for him, so yeah. I'm glad that he has. Well, but it, it seems like all of these characters are coming back into the fold. Damn. Well, so <laughs> this apparently he will not be like a main role in this, but he will be Batman in this because the Flash and Batman were together, right, in, mm-hmm. in Justice League. And this Flash is going forward. Um, it, but Michael Keaton is going to be the main Batman in this movie still. So we're going to have two Batmans. Two Batmans in... In this movie, at the same time, for the price of one ticket, exactly. And then they released uh, some concept art showing the Flash in Michael Keaton's Batman universe. Uh, yeah, it looks like it looks like he has more of an organic suit, or I guess maybe more of like a spandex yeah, style it, suit. Uh, are you looking at, at the Flash? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. He doesn't have the wire. It looks very like the lines are connected, like kind of going throughout his body like the speed force yeah so i'm not 100 percent sure what that's going to look like but it's kind of cool to see that his suit is going to get an evolution because that's one of the things i always look forward to in all superhero uh properties whether it's tv or movies i love to see the suits kind of change and upgrade and move with time because i mean like they're superheroes there's no reason for them to be wearing suits but it's cool so you might as well make them evolve but (laughs) yeah and it's oh man michael keaton's batman back there with his dukes up i mean this is just nuts this is just bizarre the big rubber suit and the flowing cape. I mean, that's that's, yeah. that's true. And he's got the pointy cape too. I always forget that 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 cape was very pointy. You know, yeah. it's not like kind of like a smooth kind of edge. Yeah, man, that's, this is so cool. Yeah. <laughs> so the Flash movie shaping up to be a a huge, huge uh, ongoing thing and set up at least uh, at least not set but confirm a multiverse in the um, DC landscape. Which prompted the next thing here, the DC Extended Universe, which is what we call the online version, mm-hmm. uh, which is apparently all of DC is now canon, according to the the, the person in charge of uh, DC Films. I think he might be Warner Brothers Films as well. So, uh, Walter Hamada confirms that DC will use a multiverse going forward to tell different stories with different actors. So, if they get a good like director and a good story, but it doesn't fit in the main universe, they will do Elseworld stories in a heartbeat. 
Um, and he says that he feels confident that audiences will be able to tell the difference in character stories, like the different versions. So, like, you have a flash on TV and a flash on the uh, the movies. And he's like, yeah, people will, will know the difference uh, for this. We're going to give you characters for character's sake. I mean... I mean, I definitely have opinions about this for sure, right? I figured you because, would be the most. <laughs> we've, we've talked about how how you you crave someone at the well, helm, and you crave the continuity. Because the, the the thing that's so magical about the MCU is uh, everything is greater than the whole of its parts, right? You know, you kind of get these middle of the road MCU movies every once in a while that are good, but you know, on their own, they're just okay. But when you add them to this universe, and when you have these characters move on and team up in other movies, everything as a whole just gets lifted to this this thing that you could never achieve by just doing these one-off movies, which it's seems like is a direction that DC is going to be doing in different parts. It sounds like maybe some of these kind of splinters will have a little bit of continuity, uh, but, you know, they tried it. It didn't work out well. They tried to rush their, their you know, connected universe, and it mm. didn't work out well. So, you know, I guess this is an avenue for them to move forward and to make money. I mean, it didn't work. So, I mean, you kind of sit down in front of a whiteboard with a bunch of other smart people and you think, okay, well, what do we do? Do we go back and try? Do we redo? Do we start from zero and start off from what Marvel did? Or we had these standalone, hey, we just made the Joker. It right. just made a ton of money. It's in its own universe. It's, and it's we've a, lined up proven. for awards. That, I mean, yeah, exactly. So, I, I, it seems smart that we go in that direction. I just feel like in the long term, you know, it, are all of these things going to coalesce in the same type of magical way? Like, is DC ever going to put out a movie that ever reached the critical and just this insane hype that Infinity War and Endgame ever got? Right. I mean, they don't have to. A studio in Hollywood does not need to make an Infinity War and Endgame to be successful and make money, you know, but mm. you know, for me as a consumer, I would love to get that again someday. I'd love to re recapture that magic that was so special. So it's just, it's a slightly uh, disappointing mm. knowing that DCU might never get there, but it seems like we're still going to be getting cool stuff, so I'm not super disappointed. I mean, yeah. hell, we're going to get the Flash that's mm. going back to Michael Keaton's Batman. That's insane. That's something Marvel could never yeah, touch. Right, right. Like that's one thing, you know. We're never gonna get, you know, um, you know, the old Hulk TV show and then the new Hulk, right? Like Mar Marvel mm -hmm. doesn't like comparing them is, is easy because they're the same kind of superheroes. But like at the same time, like you can't, like I say, breaking out of prison, you only get to go that way once, and then mm -hmm. you're successful, and no one else can ever imitate that. So like the idea of shared universes, you know, Marvel succeeded and perfected, but how does that look going forward? Do we need multi universes to have different, like younger versions of characters because actors are getting older? Um, but I think you know again, like due to the success of the Joker and due to you know the hype of, of of what we'll talk about the Batman later, right? You can't have that Batman and then Zack Snyder's Batman exist in the same thing. Uh, on top of that, so I, th I think there's an opportunity for them to tell these stories and just tell make good movies all around and not make them connect. But if they wanted to, they now have an opportunity here because. Um, Andy Muschietti, the director of The Flash, has said that everything you've seen technically exists in the DC universe now. And that the the TV show Flash, the TV Flash with Flashpoint and all the movies, like Flashpoint created this multiverse that now lets all these exist. And they could bring them in together at any time using that. Yeah, that, that I suppose. Multiverse. 
Yes, I suppose they always do have that one trump card, right? Where in like 10 years after they make all of these movies and some of the actors move on to other things, they start retiring, they want to do other stuff, they could always just pull the Flashpoint trump card and just bring it all together, which could be really cool and could maybe possibly reach the heights of uh, Endgame. But (laughs) I will go ahead and disagree with uh, Mr. Hamada on the point that audiences will be able to tell the difference between the characters because I've literally had somebody look at me in my face and tell me they're looking forward to Grant Gustin's The Flash cameoing in one of the Marvel movies. Like, well, that, people do not know the difference. They're, they're, so. There are idiots, but at the same time, the people who do know the characters, who have watched the TV show, and they've seen that there was another Flash in there, right, whenever, um, uh, what's his name from, from Fantastic Beasts, the movie version of The Flash, showed up at the end of Flashpoint. Like, Ezra Miller, yeah. Yeah, they, they, they know. I think, I think you know, the, the people who go watch these movies are going to be the ones who... The ones who are buying the tickets will know and understand. I think think what it comes down to is people might not know, but at the end of the day, they're still going to buy the ticket, right? They see a new Batman trailer. They see a new trailer for another movie, and, oh, it's a different actor, but they don't care. The brand's already bolded in there. People are going to buy tickets to see Superman. People are going to buy tickets to see Batman. They don't care who it is. And if it's a good movie, doesn't matter. You know, mm-hmm. at, at the end, of the, we, we we've talked about quality over quantity. At the end of the day, <laughs> now, and this is not even bringing up the fact that it, the HBO Max universe mm-hmm. is even more fractured because we got we got Berlanti shows, we got JJ well, Abrams Green Lantern they, coming soon. They all, we got exi- they all exist U- now. Yeah, we got Dark Universe coming. And, so like, wow, there's there's like you need so much red string and thumbtacks well, to put this together. <laughs> but the beauty of it is, if they wanted to bring it together, so, so Marvel did. Infinity War and stuff like that. DC has even ability. It's called Crisis, um, like Final Crisis, Crisis on Infinite Earths, right? Like that's mm-hmm. that's the thing. they have that ability to bring these multi versions together if they ever wanted to into a Crisis movie. Which if they build towards a Crisis movie, that could be, you know, it, it may not be the cohesiveness for Infinity War you 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 mentioned, but at the same time, like we'll never see it. Like, do, will we ever in Marvel get a, all the different versions kind of come together that yeah. we have and access I- to? <laughs> I think the funniest thing, too, which kind of uh, uh, puts me at ease a little bit, is the current DC uh, movie universe is the closest representation to comic books that there is, just because just look at any comic book line out there. There's tons of different universes, tons of different authors, characters being rebooted all the time. There's multiple Batman storylines running from different universes all the time. So if you ever wanted a real comic book movie universe that imitates comics to a T, I think you're looking at DC right now exactly you never know what you're gonna get Mm -hmm. um the other thing is um hamada said that the the superman red sun movie is not happening uh so if you were hoping for a russian superman i think now be a horrible time to do that um yeah i don't think uh i don't think communism uh is a very good thing uh to i the the comic book does not glorify communism in any way i mean i believe if i remember right superman kind of comes back around to the, at the at the end yeah. of the at the end of the comic to be like hey maybe this all isn't isn't that good yeah. but yeah maybe we don't need this right now yeah we don't we don't need that right now so yeah so that's that's uh, also not happening but we're gonna shift gears a little bit I'm gonna talk about this 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 is probably I didn't watch any of these other trailers until I saw this one this is the first one I watched Mike and that is James Gunn's The Suicide Squad uh, yeah. teaser pro, teaser promo and while it gives us zero footage it gives us the biggest lineup of B-list superheroes, C-list, <laughs> D-list superheroes even, that I've ever seen in a movie. And I'm going to tell you, I love every one of these things that I've seen so far. 
Oh um, my god, Michael Rooker as a uh, savant. I believe that was the character's yeah, name. Yeah. Um, I'll I'll just go ahead and uh, say I'm not familiar with the character, but he looks hilarious in those sunglasses and the long white hair. It just it. Oh man, he looks like a rejected character from um. What was it? Red two, uh, yeah. <laughs> which is bizarrely on the charts for VOD right now. I don't know why people are are kind of uh, reconnecting with that movie universe, but oh man, Michael Rooker looks hilarious. It's great. Yeah. So I mean, and Savant. I mean, so we'll go through it. So it starts off with Amanda Waller, Viola Davis returning from the other movie, right? And mm-hmm. uh, Joel Kinnaman returning as as uh, Rick Flag from the other mm-hmm. one. So it, it is like a, I guess, a loose sequel. And to, uh-huh. to say, and, and there's a couple of characters we'll go, we'll talk through here, but like you mentioned, Michael Rooker, the the usual suspects here for James Gunn. Michael Rooker is the character savant. I don't know many of these characters. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm not gonna fluff it up. Uh, Flu, the actor Flu Laborg is Javelin, um, who if you know the Sentry, he looks like the most movie version of the Sentry I've seen so far, which is weird. Uh-huh. Margot Robbie back as Harley Quinn with her new look, more red and black rather than red, blue and red. Uh, David uh, Dasmalshian as Polka Dot Man. Now we're going to start getting a little <laughs> weird here. Um, Daniela Melchior, I'm, I'm butchering this, as Ratcatcher 2. Um, King Shark in this, Mike. If you are a King Shark fan, this is the, your year. This is, yeah, this this is, is your fan. This is true. I mean, uh, I haven't seen a whole lot of the the Harley Quinn show, but I know King Shark is a big yeah. standout in that show right now. Oh, yeah, 100%. And then we have another topic about King Shark later. So, yet, mm-hmm. King Shark, um, I think, I'm just going to go and say, I think Taika Waititi's in this movie. I think he's voicing King Shark. Yeah, okay. That'd be pretty good. Uh, Idris Elba as character Bloodsport. Uh, I mentioned earlier, Bloodsport is uh, actually known to be a Superman villain. So, if we get a Superman cameo, this would be where I think it lives. For mm-hmm. that... Um, I'm going to go through here. Uh, the character Mongol by mailing, I don't know how to pronounce the letters N and G together, Mike, but <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> um, Peter Capaldi as the thinker. looks like he's got some electric. He looks like a villain on Darkwing Duck. Yeah. The thinker was cool to see just because he was uh, somewhat recently in the CW's the flash TV show. So yeah. it's kind of cool seeing the, the thinker get a little bit more uh, street cred out there. Yep. Live action wise. Yep, Alice Braga, who's in the New Mutants, she's uh, plays a character called Soul Soria, which I think is a gender swap version on another character who was in more recent um, um, uh, Suicide Squad. Pete mm-hmm. Davidson of SNL fame as a character Blackguard, uh, he shoots guns. It looks like Nathan Fillion as the character TDK, who I think is arms fall off guy. <laughs> Man, I love Nathan Fillion. It's great mm-hmm. to see him in the mix. Uh, one of the weirdest characters by far is Sean Gunn. Ah, this is my favorite playing one. Playing <laughs> Weasel. Uh, it's such a weird... Because at first, if you don't know it's a weasel, it just looks like the fucking craziest cat you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. And like the thing is, like they make him a full human-sized weasel like body. And his uh, eyes are so crazy. It's I lo- so creepy. I, I love it. I love it, too. Like he, he's, he's fantastic. Um, Jay, uh, Jay Courtney coming back uh, as Captain Boomerang, uh, returning from the other one. And then John Cena as the Peacemaker. Who is uh, essentially a um, a violent version of Captain America? So. Yeah, and they they even like so the craziest thing about this the first thing that really sticks out is is the production design for sure because there's another video that it's not it's not really a trailer but it is kind of a trailer it's mixed with like uh, behind the scenes shots but also you're getting some shots from the movie you're getting characters introduced you kind of get to see yeah. set pieces so for all intents and purposes it's almost like a different strategy for a teaser trailer I would say but. Uh, it's described as like a 1970s gritty war film, but I guess it hasn't been confirmed whether it's in the 1970s it, or not. It is not. I mean, 
because if you're having like Rick Flagg and characters and Mando Waller come back, you know, it doesn't seem to be. But all of the costumes kind of make sense for that period, though, the 1970s, right? I mean, I mean, the um, the peacemaker John Cena's character is wearing that ridiculous ridiculous helmet that like nobody mm. would be caught dead in even if superheroes were real it just well, it's hilarious it's polished like a bullet and it has like these kind of like flares kind of coming off the side it's so hilarious yeah. and then just all of these designs like i said before like po- uh, polka Michael dot man. <laughs> yeah polka dot man is just crazy so i mean if anyone can pull this off i mean we know it's james yeah. gunn i mean he's already done a cast of weirdos and guardians of the galaxy and this is just upping the weird factor i'd i would say by at least a factor of 10 right oh, Oh yeah, hundred percent. I mean, this is this is this is absolutely wild. Uh, I don't know how long. Again, in, in the original, the Suicide Squad, um, they killed off like what? Um, what was his name? Uh, Slipknot. Like very mm-hmm. early. On. Will any of these people make it past the intro? Will I think? I mean, they all seem to be in a lot of the shots in the second video, which has the the first look and behind the scene shots. Um, mm-hmm. So I think they will be in a lot of it. I just never saw. I didn't see Weasel in any of the uh, lineup shots. Um, yeah, maybe I don't know. Maybe it's a, he's a did, lot of uh, CG that's just not polished. Well, right? th- did you see that he was? He's in the behind the scene shots um, mm-hmm. for a clip. I'm going to send you the photo because I love this. He's just licking a prison window. Um, so <laughs> if you, oh yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I, I I don't know what to think. I don't know who the villain is, but this is fantastic. This is. Definitely, um, it, it leans into the weirdness that Suicide Squad tried to do at first and didn't succeed, uh-huh. and James Gunn has embraced it and turned that volume knob to eleven for this. Yeah, it's just it's just so strange, and the and then it's really curious. This seems to be connected, I would say, the most right now with kind of Snyder's universe just mm-hmm. because we have a lot of these carrying over characters you know Margot Robbie is is a character that's been that's literally shared screen time with Ben Affleck's Batman right yeah. i think that happened in Suicide Squad or, so yeah. Yeah, so we have connections to these to these other characters, and I feel like James Gunn, kind of this maybe splintered universe that he creates, would be the best to kind of deal with some of these like these kind of languished characters that maybe won't continue because you could kind of poke fun at the fact yeah. that like, oh, Ben Affleck, you're still Batman or something like that. Maybe not quite as meta as Deadpool, but you know, you know, he seems like he is yeah. willing to have fun with this weirdness. Yeah, none of these people. I don't know what. A lot of their power sets are, and uh, I'm sure we'll learn, and they've probably adapted them from the comic books a little bit, but they lean into those weird costumes so hard. Mm -hmm. And uh, Again, I think Captain Boomerang and uh, Harley Quinn and Rick Flagg are the only ones kind of remaining, which is sad because I like Killer Croc in the first one. I think that, but replacing with King Shark is definitely a bold move. Yeah, I would say it's fun watching uh, Harley Quinn go through all of these aesthetic changes because, like I said, I love costume changes, and she's had probably the most right now right in all of these kind of modern movies what she was in suicide squad she had a costume maybe two or she i think she had two changes uh in uh birds of prey she had a couple more i mean she had hers and then she had like the feathery one where she was partying and stuff like that yeah so she has all of these different fits no she she also had two in suicide squad because she kind of had that club dress right wasn't like gold or something like that she took it off the mannequin yeah yeah, so it's cool to kind of see her go through all of these different iterations because when she was created in the batman animated universe she only really only ever had one she was just that one costume most of the time and then she might pop up in a video game every once in a while and have a a slightly different look but yeah it's been cool seeing her kind of evolve over time just visually yeah so as we get more information on this we'll we'll share it um this is looking to come out i think next summer i think july so i expect a full trailer 
uh, if they keep their release dates, you know, by the end of the year, first of next year. So um, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll keep you posted. I, I think it's wild. You should watch both videos for this. The oh, the yeah. reveal of the characters, their outlooks, and then the um, the behind the scenes stuff. And see that shot of Weasel, which which is just fantastic. <laughs> I love it. He's looking a window. <laughs> All right, you ready for this one? Yeah, let's let's get into it. Justice League, um, Zack Snyder's <laughs> Justice League, the, the the Snyder Cut, whatever they're calling it. I don't know what they've legally called it yet. They've given us anything but a title at this point. Um, and we got a trailer, uh, a, a big trailer dropped on us here. But and, for some reason, it's in four by three. I thought just the version that I came across, uh, like on my phone, was just like, oh, did they crop this for Instagram? Like, no, I guess this is just an aesthetic choice. Yeah, so it, it is. It's got the curved. It's even got the curved edges, doesn't it? To to, yeah, to look four three. Yeah, I I don't understand. This is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what's going on with it. Um, but there's tons of footage in this this thing. I, I okay. First of all, he loves. Zack Snyder loves the song Hallelujah, right? I think this is like the third time he's used it, right? And this version is probably the worst version I had to listen to. <laughs> um, but, and, but you know, for people who, who are excited for this and, and want to see more of this, that's that's great. The first thing it opens with is a full look at Darkseid. Like, they are not holding back the character mm-hmm. Darkseid will be in this movie, Mike. Um, and and he will be in his uh, full, full glory. And um, I, I, I didn't catch this... But at around 15 seconds in there, they actually referenced the Joker in the uh, future um, state of the, the world. Whenever it says, like, the Justice League, there's a floating Joker card yeah, in there. Yeah, it's like a little card. But at the same time, I mean, the Joker technically was yeah. involved because uh, Batman and... Uh, yeah, and, Jared Leto's... And him, yeah. yeah, with, the, with the bloody Robin and everything, yeah. yeah. So so the, he, he's putting in all these things here. Uh, we get the updated look at Steppenwolf. I think he's in a cloak at one point pretty early on, and then a big, yeah. big, what, what we call the graphics card-looking armor later on. <laughs> yeah, looking very much like uh, the Steppenwolf that we saw in the Batman vs. Superman deleted scene or was it i don't know if it ended up on a dvd it, but it what it, it like it was a deleted I, scene it, they used as a like, preview for the next movie yeah but it like premiered on youtube or something like that like it was officially uploaded to youtube before the dvd came out i don't i don't quite remember but it's out there <laughs> yeah so we get an update like a steppenwolf and then there's a bunch of new footage that you know we've seen but never ex- existed black suit superman get some more time um it looks like the flash is doing some time travel in this one as well, it looks like he's running through like a going to that time, this different time zone where where um, what's his name, Darkseid takes over the world. Yeah, there was a there was the the other Flash scene with uh, Iris West, yep. where he saves her from her car. I think that may have been a deleted scene it, as well. I don't. It, they that never actually they never sh- released it because they cut out um, the Flash's backstory and Cyborg's backstory. Mm-hmm. So, but they they definitely have teased that. We get to see Cyborg playing football, and then I think his dad looks to die in a different way than he did in the other movie. Yeah, I, I was trying to remember how his... <laughs> I, cu- I couldn't quite remember how his dad died. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't either, but he, but he definitely and disappears. I, I'm still not sold on... Maybe they have more time to finish the effects of Cyborg, but I do not like... It looks the most CG of everything in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, for that, um, you know, it, it's got... It's got some stuff in it. I, I'm not sold... I really hate how this trailer ends. Because it feels like the Thor line in Infinity War, or Endgame, uh, where he's like, you know, he, Thanos has never fought me before. And Rock's like, yeah, he did. And he's like, well, he never fought me twice. Um, <laughs> and then this one, he's like, yeah, you know, Darkseid's never fought us, or Sepulchre's never fought us, United. I'm like, it feels like the same thing. And I don't want to be a downer, because this looks way more interesting than the movie well, we got. 
But I think I think the best way to put this, for sure, this is without a fact true. Zack Snyder's trailers have never been the problem. Yeah. Full stop. The Batman vs Superman trailers, great. The Justice League trailers are great. The 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 Man of Steel trailers still give me goosebumps because of the score and the way everything was cut. And now he's slowly working up the kind of like the, the just like the inner power to take off for flight for the first time yeah. uh, with the Hans Zimmer score. Like man, these trailers have never ever been the issue. Right. The the, the issues have been within the story. So, yeah, it's cool to kind of see that Snyder finally gets to break out all the stuff that he filmed and put it all together. He's obviously showing all the stuff that we didn't get to see before in this trailer. Uh, it's just it's yet to be seen. We got to watch it. We got, you know, we got to yeah. see how it all coalesces and come together. Um, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of weird. Like, yeah, how do you react to this trailer? Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, what do you do with it? I mean, and and so so it's here. It's it's to watch it. It's coming out next year. But here's the best part, or I guess not the best part. The weirdest part. It will be released in four one-hour segments, and then as a single film. So technically, we were both right. Um, <laughs> yeah, it seems strange. Like what? Like why? Like are we going to be getting the four one-hour segments? Uh, over four week time span on HBO Max, and then is the is the film kind of the theatric Snyder cut going to yeah. be released? I'm guessing in a steel box with like an art book, and you're going to have to pay like eighty bucks for it. Would be my guess. Yeah, I mean, I don't. They're all all of this will be on HBO Max. So if you stream it, and you don't want to own it. That's fine. But how do you like? Why not just give us the whole thing? I mean, we've talked about this. this is, if they do it weekly, this is five weeks, right? That's two monthly subscriptions to HBO Max. <laughs> or you just wait for the movie. So I, I, I don't know. I'd pick one and stick with it, but it looks like maybe if they do it one a, one a week, they're going to have some more time. I can't. Hey, I can't fathom like we it. Sa- but like we said before, they get uh, they get uh, weekly news headlines four weeks in a row or five yeah. weeks in a row, possibly. Uh, Big reveals this weekly. week uh, <laughs> uh, from the Snyder yeah. Cut. Mixed mixed feelings for sure. It's cool to see Dark Side. I yeah. mean, because that's legitimately the first really new thing, uh, is we get to see the first kind of full fledged look at Dark Side. So that was cool. I'll I'll yeah. admittedly agree it was cool. To it, see. And up close, I mean, you know, seeing you know, the the parademon shoot Batman's arm bracers. I think all this, I mean, a lot of this was brand new footage. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you know, I'm, I'm excited to to see how it pans out and the differences. I I want to know. Someone's going to do this very early on. The differences, right? Here's what was used. Here's oh, what yeah. wasn't used. Here's the yeah, differences. Yeah, the uh, we yeah all the YouTube essays <laughs> that are going to crop up from this is going to be insane. Yeah, so I want I want I definitely want to see that. But um, yeah, it's it's coming. Uh, we, we we can't avoid it. Even United, Mike. So um, <laughs> Zack Snyder's Justice League on its way here. Uh, in an interesting way to unveil things, um, Black Adam was next on this list, and The Rock uh, reveals it through concept art and um, and gives an origin story of his character, but that's really all we kind of get. Um, mm-hmm. So it's he's he says pretty much, I'm not a hero, but I'm what they got. And even the wizard from the Shazam movie is present in this, uh, fighting him. But I, I thought this would be cool for you. The art was done by Boss Logic and Jim Lee. Yeah, which I thought was really cool. Uh, Boss Logic, if you're not familiar out there, everybody, he's just kind of like this 
this kind of like fan photoshopper, I would say, that yeah. has really elevated his presence online over the years, kind of just started doing just like fan edits of just like, oh, this character, this actor is rumored to be this character in this movie. I'm going to hop on Photoshop and Photoshop them as this character. And his skills has developed over the years. He's gotten just uh, better at what he does. And now he's just getting these collabs, like these legit collabs with these big actors. I mean, come on. You're getting Dwayne The Rock Johnson literally tagging your Twitter account off of his like he's giving you direct shout outs and like calling you brother and stuff like that I mean like come on there's nothing there's nothing cooler than that so it's just this cool little Cinderella story for me just seeing a dude that just kind of was doing fan art on his own and now he's being tweeted by The Rock that's amazing well yeah well I mean DC is paying him to use his art in the the videos like mm-hmm. that that's fantastic and i think you know he's kind of started to make a living off that doing these collaborations so that's really awesome and then the second video they released with um okay the rock doing um voiceover again was uh, the justice society roster um confirming hawkman dr fate cyclone and adam smasher as the people in the justice society who work with him who want to help black adam not become you know evil or the bad mm-hmm. guy which he inevitably will i, I assume so yeah, it seems like I mean it seems like the kind of character they're developing here for Black Adam is he'll kind of um, he'll serve justice at all costs. Kind of like seems like maybe a little bit of like a, puni- a punisher mythos yeah. of just like uh, he's gonna punish you how he sees fit. Whereas like a true hero w- will want to see you like you know locked up or serve your time or maybe try to re- rehabilitate you in some way. Seems like Black Adam is just like no, I'm just gonna smash you to oblivion. You know, yeah. that's because that's what you deserve. Not not afraid to to kill because he i think he even says like i i don't like bullies or something like that or something like that which you know yeah that's so it's gonna be an interesting story gonna be an interesting movie with the rock but they are definitely giving him um a, a unique story that's not like a redemption story at the yeah end of it, so. i mean i i really i really like the character of a uh, dr fate i think he i think it's really cool to kind of see like uh this haunted helmet if you will kind of taking people prisoner underneath mm-hmm. it but you know they seem to be somewhat okay with it so i'm really looking forward to seeing a, a live action dr fate that's yeah. gonna be rad yeah i'm, I'm thinking i'm leaning more into hawkman myself because uh, we had the tv version i'm like can i give us the movie well who was who was rumored to possibly be hawkman i think that was floating around like a week or two ago i don't i, I can't quite remember who it was. I didn't. I didn't catch um, anything myself. So. Oh man, I can't think of well, it. If it pops up in my head, I'll. Yeah, I'll that's let cool. You know. Well, a little bit of a shorter thing. Aquaman two had a panel, and pretty much they just confirmed Patrick Wilson return as Ocean Master. So, mm-hmm. um, literally nothing on that. That's a ways out. Um, so we'll probably get more. But you know, Aquaman, good time first time. Let's hopefully see how the second one kind of goes. Right. So mm-hmm. um, with him coming back in Justice League, um, the the Snyder Cut, we'll we'll see. Uh, Shazam uh, 2, speaking of, of Black Adam, um, the sequel is not called Shazam with two exclamation marks, uh, <laughs> but Fury of the Gods. So uh, Shazam Fury of the Gods, which I don't know how they'll do that. Uh, this is after Black Adam will be released, but I don't think they're going to tie it in together. So Yeah, right it seems game. like maybe this could be like a third uh, movie for Shazam. Uh, we all know... Uh, if you listen to the show regularly, I was a big fan of Shazam. I was very excited uh, for the kind of third act reveal of uh, the Shazamily, if, uh, I think as Chris coined it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm totally down for more of this character. I was a little disappointed this weekend that we didn't get more Shazam news. You know, I wasn't really expecting like a trailer or anything like that. But, I mean, I just wanted a little bit more than a title. Mm-hmm. But uh, I guess I, I get I take what I can. Yeah, casting would have been good um, for like who, who, who are the guys? Why are they mad? 
how are these kids going to deal with it, you know, with all their powers? So <laughs> It makes me think of that, uh, what is the movie, The Gods Must Be Crazy? Have you seen that, where the Coke bottle falls uh, on, like, this uh, tribal African uh, um, person? No. And he's oh, it's, it's a weird movie. For some reason, it was, like, a film that they deemed okay to show in, in, in school, like, almost like it's educational in some way. Oh. But, uh, yeah, it's just about, like, this uh, tribesman who is not familiar with modern technology stumbles across, like, a Coke glass bottle he's never seen it before. And then this one glass bottle totally changes uh, the lives of these uh, kind of people secluded from society. I don't know. It's called The Gods Must Be Crazy. Uh, it's right. been so long since I've seen it. But, uh, wow. If people have any opinions about that movie or have nostalgia around it, let me know because it's yeah. been a bit. <laughs> let, let Mike know about that one if you're watching it. Yeah. Uh, back to the Suicide Squad yet again for the bigger game reveal here. Suicide Squad kill the Justice League. Mm-hmm. Uh, and while we got no gameplay trailer, it looked like a trailer to tease the story and the gameplay. And I absolutely adore this one more than the first one. Uh, this was so much fun. Yeah. All of all of the characters have these really fun personalities. Uh, King Shark, like we yep. said before, is back. And he seems to almost have like a... Dave Batista kind of Drax feel to him, where he's a little bit more literal. He almost kind of sounds like Dave Batista too. So I'm curious who's doing the voice acting on King Shark. Yeah. But uh, yeah, everything's cut together just really funny. Like we start with this really flat kind of comedic shot of Harley Quinn, and then even once they get into the action, it's really not really high kinetic in your face. It's just more kind of like the camera is just kind of moving around, yeah. and we see this 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 well, kind of cast of just uh, misfits. nonsense. Yeah. People. So, yeah, misfits, if you will, just kind of well, doing their deed. Well, they're all snarky, and they all feel different mm-hmm. than their movie versions. Uh, like, this Captain Boomerang is very much the Australian version, mm-hmm. and very snarky. And, you know, they say Deadshot always says, I never miss, kind of thing, and they even mm-hmm. mock him. Like, they're, and they're trying to go, they gotta go through this town of these, like, it looks like Brainiac-infested, like, minions uh, that they're, they're killing off, like, the slackies. But, like, they're traversal, and Captain Boomerang is, like, teleporting with his boomerang when he throws it, which was really cool to see. Uh, and then they get to uh, where they were going, and they're like, ah, oh, we forgot what we were trying to kill. Come to find out, it's Superman. Uh, <laughs> who looks to be uh, possessed by Brainiac, uh, some sort of Brainiac thing. And um, then what was it at the end? Uh, he says King Shark threw a boomerang at him, but I think Captain Boomerang threw a boomerang at him. Hit him in the head. <laughs> yeah. And they're just like, oh, crap. Yeah, boomerang's uh, just totally out of the loop when it's just like, oh, crap, it's Superman. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think this looks, I mean, again, no gameplay shown. This is coming out in 2022, but this. This team of four, and maybe they add more later, I don't know, looks really, really fun uh, and funny. Oh, yeah. and, so. I, and I mean, come on, like uh, uh, this weird cover version of Hallelujah doesn't necessarily sell us on the Snyder Cut. Yeah. Uh, but man, uh, <laughs> using Outcast bombs over Baghdad is the number one way to get me hyped. That is like one of my favorite songs. And I always like I'm, I'm always getting hyped when I hear it. And man, connecting it with like superhero video game stuff, man, that's the way to go. Yeah. And the- uh, so. <laughs> it, it, well, this one's officially done by Rock City, so this one looks to be like their new AAA title. You know, a lot of a lot of care and love gone into it. So, I mean, um, you know, we don't get it for two years, but you know, if E3 rolls around next year, they have another fandom. I'm I'm expecting to see gameplay. So, mm-hmm. so let's 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 line up for that. Lastly, the biggest bomb, if you will, that dropped Ooh, over this whole yeah. thing is the first trailer for the Batman. Um, no no lies, no jokes. This is it. They, they they started out uh, with this movie um, by Matt Reeves, starring Robert Pattinson, and this trailer is uh, awesome. Uh, this is unlike any other trailer I think we saw to, 
today or yesterday this weekend right like yeah this um the vibes i got off this trailer is 100 percent nolan batman like we are going back to like dark gritty batman maybe even the grittiest he's ever been which is totally on type with emo the characters. batman so yeah i saw a lot of e- yeah. uh, e- like i saw a lot of emo batman uh, you know it's not yeah. it's not really uh rubbing me the wrong way no. but for some weird for some weird reason maybe this was just my twitter timeline but i saw a lot of people going like i don't care what people say this Batman trailer looks really cool or just like you know I might be out of the ordinary here but I think this looks rad it's just like wait there's people out there that weren't on board with Batman I mean Batman has the most track record of being closest to kind of like a James Bond style movie where every couple years you just get a new you just get a new guy under the cape and cowl right I mean as long as it's better than um George Clooney as Batman, you can't go wrong. Um, but what's interesting, I, I saw some of that too, and they were like, is it just me or does this look good? I'm like, it's not you. It actually looks like a good movie. Yeah, yeah it's a Batman movie. Um, this all looks good. Nothing about this looks bad. It look, It's a very dark film. A lot of shadows, mm. a lot of blacks in this, like like Batman. It feels, he, um, they said that this is a year two storyline. So he's been Batman for a little bit. We're not going to see him probably design the suit um, or anything. But it was inspired by Darwin Cook's Batman Ego book. Um, Ooh, and Dar- I'm actually not familiar with that. I be- I'm, I'm not either, but I believe wasn't Darwin Cook part of the... T- Paul? Didn't he work with Paul Dini? Um, on some of this stuff, I'm going to have to pull it up here. Because it looked like... This is as good as mine. Yeah, it looks very much... Um, so He worked on The Spirit uh, as well. So um, very, very, very dark. But... Um, Anyway, the, cool, the coolest the coolest thing out of the trailer for me was just because I had to totally forgotten that we had uh, we had shots of the Batmobile ahead yes. of time was when we got to see that thing light up and flame shoot out of it. I was just like, oh, man, I totally forgot. He's basically driving around a muscle car version yeah. of the Batmobile. And that was so cool to see that. I mean, this is probably going to be one of my favorite incarnations of the Batmobile so far. Yeah. And I haven't even seen it do anything yet. I haven't even seen it drive as far well, as I could recall. Maybe there. Like it, a quick shot of the Batmobile moving around. Yeah, it breaks through a wall. I think at one point. But I mean, mm-hmm. uh, watching this and, and seeing him, him was it beat up the thugs there? Uh, he was like, oh, yeah. he's like, who do you think you are? He's like, I'm, and he beats him. He's like, I'm vengeance. I'm like, oh, that's a, he's an angry Batman. He, 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 <laughs> he's he's a very angry Batman. But the suit looks cool. Uh, what's his face? Um, Bernard from Westworld. I can't think of the actor's name who plays uh, Commissioner Gordon. Yeah. in this mm-hmm. looks good. Um, it, the, Jeffrey Wright. That's Jeffrey Wright. Yeah, Paul Dano mm-hmm. is the Riddler doing most of the voiceover because the riddles are coming on these crime scenes, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, which we've not had a good Riddler. I, I I like Jim Carrey, but his Riddler's not the Riddler. Um, yeah, <laughs> we, get, we get some voiceover for Andy Serkis as Alfred, and I don't know if you caught this, but Colin Farrell was in this as Oswald Cobblepot, aka the Penguin. Oh no, I didn't. Really so I'm going to drop you this image here in your your okay. messages because you, I want to hear your reaction to this. That's Colin Farrell. That's Colin Farrell as uh, as what Cobblepot. He is in that heavy look, makeup. Yeah. Wow, that doesn't. That honestly does not look. I, I don't even think like Facebook's tagging algorithm would pick up any bit of Colin Farrell yep. on that at all. Wow. That yeah, I didn't catch that at all. That's that's wild. Yeah. Man. So so going through this, there's a, lot, a bunch of cool frames. Again, I mean. This this just looks fun. I again I don't care. There's the emo Batman things, but you know a year two Batman, a young Batman who who's definitely going to be angry at the city that's being corrupted and overrun by criminals, right? Like yeah. that's fine. He's not going to have that you know calm coolness he has twenty years later 
when we're used Man, to it. Man, talk, talk about the juxtaposition right now of the last two images you sent me. We got the weasel looking the window and then like this crazy uh, penguin. Yeah. But I think, I think I'm curious how Catwoman is going to evolve yeah. because that's the other character that we see in here. And this is almost like um, – early i want to compare it to like spider-man's homegrown suits that we've seen throughout the different spider-man movies where we're kind of getting this just kind of uh cat thief uh uh version of catwoman she's not quite uh studded out in like a high-tech costume yet there was one shot that i remember where the camera kind of sweeps behind her where she's cracking a safe years and her yeah her kind of hat just kind of comes into a little bit of points that kind of resemble a cat so we know that she is getting her own spinoff into an hbo series so maybe the suit comes in in her own show or maybe it will she'll have it by the end of it but um you know we did get to see a little bit of her as well yeah and 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 also uh the uh the the director uh, matt reese confirmed that gotham pd is essentially the year one so there's like a, a masked vigilante around so it will lead into this year two now, whether that's good or not, how, do you, how does a show without Batman work? Um, will Jeffrey Wright be in it? Yeah, I don't know any of that stuff. But I think this universe looks cool. The logo reveal at the end of this feels like on any other Batman we've had. Um, mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like Nolan's Batman. It doesn't feel like the 90s or the 80s or the 60s Batman. This feels very unique. Like It almost feels like... I, I, not the... Um, Batman Beyond, but like an early 2000s Batman animated like cartoon. Like the red, the way the letters come in, I absolutely love it. Feels like it stands on its own. And, mm-hmm. and we've not had that in a while. Uh, you know. Yeah. So. And with all of this, it, ha- it has been confirmed that this Batman is detached from everything else. Yes. There's no carryover. It doesn't seem like this is going to loop around in some weird way to the Joker movie that came out. This isn't, you know, part of Aquaman's universe or anything like that. This is its yeah. own thing. It's developing its own universe. Would it be wild, maybe, if in some future version we could get a new Batman versus Superman? Uh Who knows if that could happen? They could create their own Superman type of character. Maybe they just go really crazy. I mean, this is is just total fan theory, but, you know, we talked about the Red Sun earlier. What if that version of Superman shows up in this Batman, and that gives them even more reason to fight each other, even more than the original comic book version of it, where they had to kind of contrive a way for them to fight each other. I mean, that's just uh, uh, total total hearsay from yeah. my own brain, but I mean, they could do crazy uh, stuff like that, because it is its own kind of splintered verse, you know? Yeah, exactly. I mean, they, they have the ability, they could bring him into the other one if they ever wanted to, but like, you know, if this is successful and this does well, there's a huge opportunity to... Um, you kind of jump off, uh, start its own foot, and start a whole new thing. Um, and it looks mm-hmm. to be doing that kind of thing. I'm very, very excited for this Batman. Yeah. The 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 only kind of downside, the only kind of kind of uh, bad vibes I get from this is. It's just more Batman, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, imagine a world where the the MCU never took off. Imagine a world where the DCEU never had all of these other movies. Like, this just almost kind of seems par for the course with our Batman worlds, you know? Like, imagine, uh, you know, Christopher Nolan's Batman films ended. We had, we've had we had a lull for a while, and then the studio's like, all right, let's kind of, kind of bring Batman back. Let's start our own little uh, Batman thing again. So it just kind of seems like a Batman movie uh, playing around in a universe that is kind of ignoring that we've had all of these other superhero uh, stuff franchises kicked off. So I'm just not seeing the X factor right now, mm. right? This just seems like more really good Batman, 
which there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But like, I'm just, I'm trying to see the X factor, which, you know, you might not see yeah. in a teaser trailer. Yeah. And also I just thought it was funny that this is a teaser, teaser trailer. That's like two minutes and 24 seconds long. Right. right. I mean like, come on, teaser trailers, well, you know, used to be 30 seconds. They upgraded to like a minute, minute 30, but this is, this is like a full trailer, yeah. right? This is just the first one. Well, if it's a teaser and that there's no story, right? There's absolutely no story here. Uh, because I think they've only filmed maybe a third of this movie. Um, mm. So the fact that we're able to give us this so far, maybe it's stuff that never makes it in the final film. Um, mm. But at the same time, this is literally only, they've only filmed a third of it. So hopefully we uh, we get more as it moves along. It's supposed to be October next year. And, you know, it looks like to be a solid outing from Batman all around. Um, DC fandom really, really came through this, this year for us, Mike. They, they yeah. gave us the Comic-Con we didn't get. And yeah, we got to see trailers. We didn't just, I mean, there were a, a few things where all we got was kind of like title reveals or concept art, which we were kind of expecting that. But man, to get a Batman trailer, I mean, th- that makes your whole virtual convention right there. Exactly. And, you know, over over a year out, so they were like, hey, here's a, here's a very long look at a movie coming out. Um, <laughs> and, and, you know, again, again, we had stuff for Justice League, you know, Wonder Woman, um, Suicide Squad. They, they really poured out a lot of good content. And, you know, the last time... They gave us a bunch of stuff. It was just dates and titles. And, you know, I think the time before that, they gave us, like, Justice League Part 1 and 2 and the Cyborg movie and the Flash movie. None of those ever came to fruition. So I'm glad to see they've got content and they're actually working on it. And we can be hyped for this. And, again, Mm -hmm. it renews the show until all these movies are out and they they announce the sequels yet again. So I I was excited. This was was a good time for me, Mike. Even though I didn't watch it live, the recap was well, well well-received on my end. I don't know about you sounds like it was yeah yeah so. i mean yeah i was uh, i was glued to my phone uh i was refreshing twitter checking websites looking for the headlines and as soon as those trailers dropped i i i had the uh i had the presence of mind to not watch it on my phone and i pulled it up on the tv yes. so i watched all of these trailers for the first time on my big old tv on your big old tv there you go all right folks that's our episode for this week we're gonna wrap it up here been a little little longer than usual but but i i think it was well worth it it's a good time i'm hoping to see what other studios maybe announce or do for us again I don't want to bring up, not, not to bring Marvel up here at the end, but like you know, they've got a lot of stuff they've changed. We've not seen a lot of stuff. Yeah, where's some, our Marvel dump? We want our Marvel yeah, dump we, already. We, we need that next because DC has set a very high bar for individualized mm-hmm. events. And while Marvel and Disney have their D23 every two years, you know, last year's you know um, uh, San Diego Comic Con was was a highlight for Marvel, and they've not really done anything mm-hmm. since then. So it's been five months since we had a Black Widow trailer. I don't know if you knew that. Ooh. So <laughs> I mean, uh, I think once Mulan's out there in the world, we might be getting some, yeah. some Black Widow stuff. Knock on wood. Knock on wood. Mike, if people don't know what you're up to, what you're doing, where they can read your most recent comic, where can they find you at? Yeah, I just uh, I just put out a new comic recently, so you can find me at Mike Royer Design on Instagram and Twitter, and you can read all of my web comics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, if people want to catch up with you, see what hot sauces you're eating, oh, and see yeah. what flavored Oreos you're buying, because I know you're sending me that stuff all the time. Where can they find oh, you? Oh yeah, you can find me on uh, Instagram Valdan87 or Twitter Valdan V A L D A N. I am uh, to Mike's to Mike's notes here. I did get the truff hot sauce, which is a uh, black truffle base hot sauce and then also what was the the uh, maple syrup oreos mm-hmm. the maple cream oreos yeah there it is always mm. always gotta get those gimmicky snacks mike you know how you know how i do i mean the maple cream ones are actually like less gimmicky because i mean that's like a i don't want to say canadian delicacy but like 
Canada has like maple flavored like sandwich cookies that are just like so good. They're awesome. I we got some when we were in Vancouver, and I don't know if Canadians like just turn their nose at them because they're like, oh, I'm not just gonna eat it because it's a maple leaf. But man, maple cream is delicious. That's all I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's the it's nature's um, tree sweetener. Mike makes makes mm. those trees sweeter. So yeah, you can find me there. Uh, people know what uh, they want to listen to more episodes, more of our stuff, more of our reviews, like uh, the Umbrella Academy season two, which we broke off separately from the other episode, but it's still in there. Uh, where can they find it at? Oh, all you have to do is visit superheroslate.com. That's the best place to find all the avenues we host our show and to get our awesome show notes. So we talked about a lot of trailers today. So if you don't want to hunt all those downs, we got those in our show notes. And if you want to check out Matt and Darren's 80s Adventure podcast, we got their shout out link at the top of the show notes over there. And last week we had some uh, other shout outs from uh, fan created stuff. Uh, so go check that out as well. Yeah, if you're making any cool fan stuff, uh, send it and send it our way. Uh, we'd, we'd love to check it out. So you can find us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, and wherever else you love to listen to fine podcasts. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and get merch at superheroslate.com slash store. Like I just said, we love hearing from you. Uh, you did you did you watch The Gods Must Be Crazy in school? I suppose there's a chance that you may have watched it outside of school, but for some weird reason, I've seen it three times, and I've only ever seen it like on a school television, like when a substitute was there that day and didn't want to teach i don't understand why the school system has been so attached to the movie i just want to know if anybody else has those uh, unique memories and also i want to know about your uh, vhs kind of stories back in the day like did you ever get like a pizza for half price with a vhs like i gotta know that stuff because that's just so tender and dear to my childhood and my heart um but if you want to be a super fan of this podcast, because we love our super fans, and super fans get the, the joy of playing uh, video games with Chris online, because he'll only play with super fans. I mean, I'm putting words in his mouth, yeah. but I think it's fun. I will play. So. I will play Marvel <laughs> Avengers with anybody when it's out. You just got to add me. I'll be on there. Yeah. So, but uh, if you get, you got to be a super fan, and in order to be a super fan of superhero slate, it's so easy to do. All you got to do is share the show with a buddy, share the show with a friend. No in-app purchases over here, and we'll see you every week, and hopefully. Maybe there's a slight possibility that we'll be talking about New Mutants next week. We'll just have to see how yeah. things shake out in the mysterious dark sides of the internet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're, we're going to cross our fingers and keep you guys posted, and we'll mm-hmm. catch you next week. All right. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. Got to have a good bowel movement after podcast, you know. BM.